Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are on episode 41 of our second season, the very best one yet. And here's your fun fact for today, sent in by Brody Sport Talk from Oklahoma City. Did you know Nebraska Cornhuskers are the only Power 5 team without a win in the NCAA March Madness Tournament? Thanks for sharing your fun fact with us. And stay tuned to the end of the episode to actually find out how to submit your own fun fact. We have a special guest on the show today, so we'll keep the introduction short. We'd like to introduce you to Rachel Crocker. Rachel is the owner and founder of Rachel Crocker Business and Sales Consulting, sales coach, strategist, and referral network expert, helping you focus on more sales, less stress, leading you to mastering your sales for coaching and service providers. She lives and works in Bristol, UK. So welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thanks for coming on to the Daily Grind. I'm excited to learn about your story, and I'm excited for you to share it with our listeners out in the world. So I guess uh, first and foremost, can you tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am from Bristol in the UK. I've spent the last seven years on the Gold Coast of Australia working in sales and business development. Um, I've been in sales for 12 years, even as an 18-year-old whippersnapper. Um, I started off uh, selling cars in a very male-dominated environment, ended up uh, leading, leading senior exec teams and developing relationships with top agencies and enterprise brands. And then, yeah, pretty crazy journey over back to the UK this year I'm sure we'll go into that a bit later but but yeah here I am now helping people with their sales Mm -hmm. that's wonderful yeah you have quite the grind going on like I mentioned I'm excited to learn more about uh, throughout this interview so I guess how do you first become interested in like business development and corporate sales yeah so at 18, I was I, I, in, in sales, you kind of start at the bottom of the of the tree, which is cold calling, which is pretty much the most thankless, difficult task ever. And you kind of have to earn your stripes in sales to be taken seriously. So um, with that, it involved, you know, between 50 and 70 outbound calls to completely random people trying to get them interested in what you do. And you learn to have a a real kind of thick skin and resilience to hearing the word no and having a wavering enthusiasm saying the same thing lots of times. Mm -hmm. So after about a year of that in a male-dominated environment, I really was so hungry for, for success and for proving myself that I got promoted and promoted a few times after that. And this all happened quite young. And then you kind of move more into dealing with business owners and CEOs. And then kind of later on down the track, you you kind of branch out more into business development. So kind of fast forward seven years later, I was working with developing relationships with much bigger businesses, much more high profile deals. And uh, yeah, and that's it's really all about relationships. Wonderful. That's such a 
a unique story that you have. Uh, you mentioned a lot of key words and takeaways. The grind that you had going into it, that male-dominated uh, industry. I do like that you mentioned a true daily grinder as having that hunger for success. I think that's really important. Um, and it shows like in your, your transition to what you currently do today. I think that's really important for our listeners to hear out there doing something that you're passionate about, something that you enjoy. I think that's really important. I was working a lot on the partnership piece. So I was flying down to Melbourne every month and building these really cool relationships with agencies and enterprise brands. And there was a lot of wine and <laughs> wining and dining involved. It was a pretty fun job as far as uh, you know typical careers go. But I really needed, and this was before working from home was even a thing, you know, I really needed more flexibility. And some things had gone on with my family in England and it was a 29 hour flight to get home and, and spend time with them. And yeah, I just, in, in my head, I was sort of caught between being awesome in sales because if you leave your role to go on holiday for a month, then, you know, your sales kind of goes down the toilet. And it impacts you for months after. And, and seeing my family, and my family are all awesome. I'm so, I'm so lucky, you know, I, I've got amazing friends in the UK as well. So I took a bit of a, a split decision to, to leave and take some time out, went to Bali in Indonesia, and I kept meeting a lot of these, I don't know if, if any of the listeners have been to Bali, you probably know there's a lot of go-getters there, there's a lot of um, entrepreneurial types, and I met a lot of people that were building businesses online, and they were talking to me about what they were doing in sales, and I was like, damn, that's, you know, a lot of that is really old <laughs> it's like really old school kind of you know one cold close pushy sales and all this stuff and it was it, you know it, you know having been on such a long journey with sales I, I you know I kind of have seen it all and you know a lot of them were you know using tactics that I, I guess aren't really future-proofing their businesses so I kind of just jumped in there and started helping and and then kind of word got out and and yeah, and then I ended up helping more people and it turned into a business. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's again, that's that's awesome. I love thanks for sharing that. I've I've never been to Bali. I, I want to, that's on my travel list eventually. So we can get our cool. travel up and running again. Understood, you know, the industry you you kind of use your life experiences to to move on forward and start your business and you're and you have such a quite variety in your background too in the business setting so I think that's really important adds value obviously to what you do today so yeah fast forward today so tell us more about Rachel Crocker Consulting what your business does and, and what you offer yeah no problem so now I, I I work with people you know whether they're online coaches or consultants a lot of the people that have gravitated towards my service have got typically professional backgrounds and they've moved their skills online and one thing I had to very quickly learn is that you have to unlearn a lot of the corporate jargon it's almost like we're taught a lot about how you have to make yourself sound really really intellectual to be taken seriously in corporate which is just total rubbish and it doesn't work in the online space people just want it to be simple so I help people with ethical selling 
I want everyone to feel comfortable in selling what they do without feeling like they're selling. It's really important to me that people feel that way because it seems like there's this big kind of elephant in the room. Oh, I've got to deliver a sales pitch. Oh, it's like cringeworthy for so many people. Um, and the thing is, if you do it in a way that it's ethical and it's aligned and it feels good to you and you know you are leading someone to the best solution for them, then it doesn't really feel like selling at all and you can create really amazing experiences that people are happy with and it really builds a business for the long term so that's what I help people with now I do it through coaching and I do it through programs so that people can feel you know at the end of these programs that they are like okay I'm excited about sales now you know I know where to find good leads I know how to have great conversations and I know how to confidently close without feeling like a pushy <laughs> sleazy salesperson <laughs> oh definitely yeah sales is like it's a simple word to say but it's so complicated or so complex that a lot of things go behind the scenes uh yeah. you've probably seen it firsthand yeah speaking <laughs> of like we've interviewed a ton of guests on our show you know, our business owners, their daily grinders that just start their own side hustle. Can you share some knowledge with us on like some common mistakes that you might have seen uh, those people take early on in uh, online sales? Absolutely. Probably one of the mistakes I also made as well, and I've seen a lot of my clients making, is that it's I think it's an ego versus mission thing that you're you wanna you wanna go 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 as soon as possible and make money ASAP and people end up thinking okay I need a, a fancy website and I heard the word funnel I need a really cool funnel as well and now I need amazing social media and people go off on these like tangents to do all of these things before getting clear on what they want to help people with and what people need help with and actually getting real clarity on the problems that people are actively searching for solutions for because if you can wave a solution in front of someone who has a major problem you're a not needing to sell anything <laughs> because you have a solution to a problem that people actually want and that you feel so good about it that it kind of magnifies and, and multiplies that energy to to more and more business so and word gets out pretty fast if you have a, a great solution I have prevented some people going off on these really long tangents of you know if you say I need a website it's not just that you need to throw a website together you then need to get your copy sorted you need to have like all your lead magnets and opt-ins and email and it can really take you off on these journeys and you actually don't need a lot of that stuff until you've validated your ideas, your your solution and your strategy. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing that I, I did it. A bunch of my clients did it. I don't want anyone to feel bad about having done that, but it is a big time waster. It's just, you know, put the brakes on and do the research first. It's going to save a whole lot of problems later. <laughs> Oh, definitely for sure. That's a uh, yeah, quite the grind, and also too just being time efficient. What we do on a daily basis, yeah. We've had past guests on the show, uh, Jenny Lyon. She uses a virtual assistant service, and she's talking about you know ways to automate things, or so you're able to work on other projects throughout the day, or talk to clients, or whoever. But the list could go on and on on those examples and exactly. really on the head in regards to the just having that solution to the problem. Just pretty straightforward. Like, don't, over, don't overthink things uh, when it comes to online and having a website and everything. You mentioned, too, Rachel, 
through your services using LinkedIn. So how can we use LinkedIn as a valuable tool for lead generation? LinkedIn is really cool. There are so many different platforms. So without overwhelming everybody, if if your perfect client who is currently looking for this solution to a problem is hanging out on LinkedIn, it's a great way of finding, of connecting with people. You can use automation tools for that too. So if you're at that point in your business where you know that you need to connect with more people through LinkedIn, there's lots of different automation softwares that can do really cool things like, you know, viewing people's profiles, endorsing people, you know, sending messages. You have to be a little bit careful because there's some that do that, you know, too much at scale. So just researching the best, the best tools for it. But what's also really cool, obviously from a partnership background, is that you can connect with people also in the industry that you're in. So people that are, you know, perhaps doing complementary services to what you do, but not directly competing with what you do. So those people, you know, you can open up doors to partner or to, you know, collaborate or to do different things. So yeah, it can open a lot of doors from a business development perspective. It's a really cool tool. And if your target clients are hanging out there, then you can access a lot of those people putting your solution in front of them too, you know, in a non-pushy salesy way, which is, again, a massive part of what I talk about. Really, really well said. I I think, again, this is really great information, best practices for our daily grinders out there with those small businesses. And you mentioned those keywords, connections, uh, building those relationships, expanding your network as well as maintaining them as well. I think that's really important. Yeah, let's go to another social media channel. So Facebook. So how can we follow up on like Facebook leads too? Yes. So again, if your people are hanging out on Facebook and that is their chosen platform, there are also, so I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to different lead generation and tools that can help me. And I often spend time researching the best types of lead generation for my clients. So some of them have found that Facebook is where they're getting a lot of their inquiries through so there's different like chrome extensions and things that you can use to kind of tag conversations so that you know okay this person is interested in this particular thing or their challenge is this or this person has a cool podcast much like this one you know there's there's ways that you can you can systematize that as well but yeah super important can't stress it enough there are especially when i hear about cool things Getting clear on the right strategy before you go down a rabbit hole of these things is so important. I could talk all day long about cool tools and different ways of doing it. But yeah, definitely getting really super clear on that strategy before you do that because there are tools everywhere now online that can help streamline you know, any form of lead generation or, or communication. That's great to hear. Yeah, that's why we have you on the show today. I mean, you're sharing, helping us shed light on these opportunities, these tools. Uh, again, going back to being simple, having that clear strategy, really important. Yeah, can you tell us about the importance of just branding for our entrepreneurs out there? Absolutely. This is a big one. So people come to me and you know, sometimes they say, oh, I need more clients. I'm, just not get, I'm not getting enough sales. And then I land on their social media and you know, it looks like it's like 15 years old. And instantly when you see that, you think that they're not great. And it's not true. You know, they, they have great information. They have a great service. You know, please, please, please spend just a little bit of time having you know, sharp images, you know, a good brand. You know, it's not a waste of money. By having a good brand, it basically pre-sells 
your service because someone will see that you are professional. <laughs> they will see that you have taken the time to kind of align your message, the way that everything appears to them. It's nice for them to consume. And, you know, like with any kind of product, you know, I, I, I don't have a branding background, but I, I know when I see, you know, like a, 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 an expensive brand versus a cheap brand, you know, you kind of assume that something's going to be an expensive thing because it's good and you don't you don't argue with the fact that it's an expensive thing but that's because it's got a good brand so it is the same for you with your business anyone who is listening you know people are going to make assumptions on you and what you do and what you offer based on your brand so you may as well spend a little bit of time getting that right because it does make things harder from a sales perspective if you then have to explain that actually you are good when your brand can kind of pre-frame that four people before so yeah really well said I think that's really important again you mentioned just having that to tell that brand story uh, whether it's online or in person or whatever marketing tools that you use to help tell that story overall going back to when you mentioned connections just having that good first impression I think is important to build that connection connection right away with your customer so yeah. it goes right just back to the website or back to social media, just having those sharp images, being able to not have to go through those cold calls and awkward <laughs> moments to, to tell what your business or service actually does. So that, that's really great to hear. So I guess too, can you walk us through like the be uh, best platforms for social media marketing or maybe share briefly um, some of the strengths or best practices that in each? I know there's a ton of information in this area, but maybe some, just a few on, on some of the platforms. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So on social media, I found that for some of my clients, it was quite easy to access, you know, earlier, I mentioned about researching their ideal clients and the solutions and the problems that people are having. You can, I mean, you can find a lot of information from things like Facebook groups, you can see what people are uh, actively searching for um, solutions for. The cool thing about that is that you can use the words that people are actually using to present your solution because a lot of people come to me and they say, I have this great idea and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm like, okay, you know, where did you get this wording from? So the great thing about social media is that when you're in that research phase of, of finding out what it is that you want to do and who you want to help, you know, go into the platforms that I think it's important that you like using it. If you want to become an authority in a space, then you have to enjoy using that particular platform because if you if you hate it or it's annoying for you then you know you're just not going to show up on it consistently or want to do it so you can make any of them work for you I mean some of my clients are really hot on clubhouse right now really enjoying that because it's a bit of a level playing field for, for me I've had success through Instagram and through Facebook probably more so Facebook for, for my particular clients and for my ICA and LinkedIn, probably more so for, for building connections and partnerships. So a bit of a mixed bag for me, but I started off predominantly on Facebook. Yeah, that's really great to hear. And I think we have past guests on the show too, just mentioning it really depends. There's not really one fit all solution to social media. Like some people do better on Facebook. Some are, are killing it on Instagram. You know, Twitter is big for certain uh, products and services. So it really depends on what your business strategy is and who your target market is and who your audience that you're trying to reach. Absolutely. And I, I've had some people say they've, you know, in a very short amount of time exploded on TikTok. You know, you just don't, it, it, it is different for everyone. 
you know, really depends on what it is that you're doing and who your audience are and what the solution is. So lots of variables. It's finding the one that works for you, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really well said. Again, keep going back to going back to your mantra you had earlier, just simple simplicity when it comes to this online sales and telling your brand story, which is great. But yeah. speaking about your business, has COVID affected how you work with your clients or just serving uh, people? So I'm in this unique position in that when I left my career and set up my business, even though that was a time you know, everyone keeps asking me, like, how, how did that happen for you? Because it's all really been when COVID's all exploded. Yeah, I'm in this unique position where I'm working with a lot of go-getters. So, yeah, for me, I've achieved a, a really wonderful result. You know, I've grown a business right in the thick of COVID. So the people I'm working with are go-getters. The, you know, I'm a go-getter and the business I've been building has thrived during a very difficult time. So what's lovely about that is that I can bring that positive energy to my clients, um, to my content, to the things that I'm doing. Because it really is possible. There are people that have, you know, new and unique problems now that they probably didn't have before COVID and they are looking for solutions. So there's there's opportunity that has come from this crazy time and the action takers and the people whose mindsets are, are, are hungry for this, that, you know, they, they, they're succeeding right now. So, yeah, I think there's a positive message to come from it. First of all, yeah, kudos to you on starting your business in the in during this time, which is really crazy, and everything's changing on a daily basis. Uh, as you can tell, just across the world in general, you're sharing positive energy. That's what we like to do here on the Daily Grind, which is great. Uh, yeah, you mentioned go getter, so we'll give a shout out to Shinjini Das. We had her on the show. She's a she's a true go getter too. Uh, <laughs> a lot of us are in our Daily Grind, but yeah, with with COVID going on, do you think you mentioned it earlier in the interview too with a uh, like clients having a Facebook that's like 15 years old, do you think during this time has like sped up the process of people utilizing the online space? Yeah, absolutely. And, and what's been really interesting, some of the people that have come to me have been, you know, like public speakers, things like that, that have done a lot of their business through face-to-face you know, events and networking. And they've had to, you know, even though they were big authorities in their space, they've had to transition and their, you know, their, their branding wasn't really on their, you know, they, they saw people face to face. So it just wasn't a big thing for them. So I think that, you know, some people have adapted very quickly. Other people are kind of, you know, pedaling a little bit harder to, to catch up. But it is, it's one of those things I, I would prioritize the branding Obviously, sales comes with, there's lots of other things that, that are at play. But yeah, branding, I think, is really important. And, you know, because it is how you present yourself. That is now your first impression. So, you know, you can't get another first impression, even if your content is amazing and what you have to say is amazing and your service is amazing. If your brand looks rubbish, then people are going to, they're probably going to look at someone else or compare you to someone else or try to haggle on your price. You know, I think there's there's lots of different reasons why it's pretty important to, you know, yeah. prioritize that. Exactly. Yeah. Prioritize just telling your story of the brand marketing. So, yeah, speaking of just prioritization, just being able to deal grinders with side hustles, our entrepreneurs, our small business owners. Another great question they have is how can they like level up their business? Yeah, I think the most important thing probably me because of my sales background is to have KPIs. So having your own key performance indicators is really important. And that it's so, so easy to go on these tangents. 
but you have to just catch yourself and bring it back to what actions do I need to do today, this week, and this month to make money for my business? Because that is the thing that takes it from cool, fun hobby to business. And it's very easy to go to, to be pulled in all these different directions through different courses and different things and different fun things, you know, like, oh, this is a passion project as well. I want to do things that I feel passionate about and forget that, you know, it's those daily consistent actions you know, whether it just be, you know, if it is side hustle, if it's just you, you know, they can be small, but consistency really is key and bringing it back to how is this going to make money. And so a clear strategy, daily consistent actions, I think that is how you level up. And when you start getting those wins, then you can start putting your money back into making things easier and helping it grow, helping it be more streamlined. But yeah, I would say it all starts with that daily, daily action. Wonderful. These are great, Rachel. Uh, three three key steps for our daily grinders out there that they can really implement. Pretty simple too as well, or just have that focus on, on their passion, their business and what they do. You're in the space, you're, you're our sales coach, our strategist, uh, our referral network expert. What's our key to stra- sharpening our critical uh, sales skills? Rapport. I know it sounds silly, but it's, it's if you can build connections with people in a way that you actually care you're gonna stand out because the the problem is people are they're accessing very generic sales information online and the problem is is that it doesn't teach you how to connect with people and it's you know there's different skills that you need to be able to do that through zoom or to be able to do that through your content or through your social media or whatever and what will make you stand out is to actually care and to actually provide a great experience to the people that you're talking to. And I would say to not take your leads or opportunities or conversations for granted, like take a step back. If you're talking to this person, really talk to this person, ask questions, be interested. Don't just be thinking, what can I get? You know, because a lot of the opportunities that I have found have always been through just really caring about the person that I'm talking to and wanting to ask questions about what they're doing. And through that, you build connections and people want to open doors for you. They want to help. And, you know, you can find reciprocal referral relationships that way you can find strategy partnerships that way you can find you know people that say actually you know thinking about it having had this great conversation with you I do know someone that could benefit from from working with you let me send them your way and businesses you know business development that's a massive part of it from from what I've learned over the years so building real connections with people, not skipping on rapport, because if you see any sales script, there's like build rapport. It's like one liner, it's at the top, and then move on to all these questions that you want to ask from people. If you skip this part, if you skip the rapport, people are not going to give you the information that you actually want. The, the you know the people people are naturally guarded. They can they can smell someone that doesn't really care or is not really interested. So. Yeah, nailing down those sales skills. It's not just for your end user clients. It's for your partnerships, for your business building, for everything. Yeah, sharpening up those sales skills, I would I would prioritize that too because it does open doors. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Again, really great key takeaways, Rachel, for our, our entrepreneurs, our daily grinders of businesses. 
looking to, you know, level up their side hustle. You mentioned experience, which is great. Again, going back to building those connections and being able to maintain them. Sales is uh, quite the quite the quite the animal, I guess you'd say in the room. Uh, yeah. In regards to just opening up doors, business development, you talked on various things uh, through our interview, which is great. Thanks for sharing all those key takeaways. Super important for listeners out there. So, yeah, speaking of your da- your da- daily schedule, you know, you're leading the charge at Rachel Crocker Business and Sales Consulting. What's on your daily grind uh, later this year? Yeah. So this year. I am also prioritizing different types of partnerships and products. And really, I just want to be able to serve up ethical selling for as many people who need these skills as possible. So the way that I can reach more people is going to be through, you know, products and things that I release later in the year. But for now, I'm concentrating on serving my my current clients and, um, you know, onboarding the new ones. And yeah, really, really just growing the business later throughout the year with these products to to help more people learn about ethical selling. Wonderful. That's great. Yeah, you got quite the grind going on. As we say here on the podcast, keep up the grind, keep up all the hard work and effort (laughs) that you're doing. It's really cool to see you grow. We're excited to be on the journey with you. So yeah, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there or even an inspirational quote or saying? My favorite one. So um, I definitely, I'm not the typical type to, to be involved in weightlifting. When I, when I was younger, I was a big powerlifter. <laughs> you know, skinny girl, love, love to powerlift. And my coach always used to say the Henry Ford quote, if you, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And um, it's really important. I, I apply that to sales and I apply that to my own motivations as well. If you, if you want more, you know, you have to step up and, and do different things you know do, try different strategies and um and that's how you're gonna get more so super simple but very effective yeah i love it i think it fits perfect with today's episode great quote uh last but not least rachel if our listeners have questions comments want to get in touch with you about your sales consulting business um how can they do so after this episode Yes, excited to hear from you. My website is rachelcrocker.com. So that's probably the main way that people get in touch. There's a way to connect with me for on a call there. If people prefer the DMs, then on Instagram, it's Rachel Crocker Consulting. And very similar on Facebook and LinkedIn. Super easy, Rachel Crocker, R-A-C-H-E-L and Crocker, C-R-O-C-K-E-R. But yeah, that'd be great. Wonderful. We'll put Rachel's contact info into show notes as always. Uh, thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Rachel for being on the podcast. Hey, Daily Grinders, we want to feature you on the pod. Send us a fun fact. Use the online form in our show notes to submit a fun fact. Can't wait to give you a shout out. Thanks for tuning in to the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and comp our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our podcast team, Aiden Donaldson, Paige Albright, Lauren Ricks, and Mike Finkelstein.